And uh, this is this is my take to uh, with Gita. I think last year we got started when we joined the group. We were on uh, chapter three, so I did miss the collective wisdom on chapter two. But again, I, and at that point in time, I said we were scratching the surface and we are just trying to understand things. But I now I realize we didn't even scratch the surface properly. There is there is a, so much more to this. And I'm so glad that we are doing this together again. Um, and since then, we've also touched upon Tattva Buddha. We started doing Drikdrisha Viveka, Nirvana Shatakam, and a few other um, lectures of Swamiji's, etc. Now I understand much more that Gita is just not a practical guide to live life. I think it has every single thing. You call it Vedanta, you call it spiritual knowledge, you call it about self-knowledge, a very practical guide to, you know, what do you do when really you can't really control your kid? You know, it can be anything, any question on it. I think it has it all. It's a powerhouse packed with every single thing. That's the biggest aha moment after I went through chapter two. And I realized because chapter two is a summary of the Gita. So I think it's, it's, Aptly so. I appreciate it a lot much more. And 2.47 Karmanye Vadigaraste is the most hurt from my childhood. And I relate to it so much now, but I didn't want to talk about that. Yeah, it, it's an obvious one. I wanted to bring out a couple of more. The first one Rajesh already touched about, which really stood out is the first eight to nine slokas. And when I was reading through it, I thought Swamiji was pretty harsh in the words that he's using towards Arjuna. I think some of the words that he used are victim, impotent, mental patient, psychological shattering, um, mental stress, incapable, hysterical, neurosis. I mean, why is he so harsh? You know, he's, he's just explaining his confusion. And then I think you really take a step back. All of us behave that way. When we are in that situation and that's how we appear to the other person. There is so much more that's going on in our minds. We are explaining ourselves. We are rationalizing things. We are extrapolating the worst. And then, you know, the physical body language, every single thing is actually how he explained. Arjuna was demonstrating. So after the analysis, yeah, the words sound harsh, but that's a reality. That's exactly how we guys behave. And then he says, go a little deeper and understand those, not the symptoms, but the disease. And I like that statement, that disease is because we all associate ourselves to the small eye. And the minute you expand yourself to a larger association, the, your moral confusions really come down. I think it, I applied this in quite a few instances, very, very transactional. Actually, the confusions come down. Most of the time, it's because we apply ourselves to, yes, this is me doing the job. This is what I'm going for, that I, which clouds, the minute you really say, so, so what? You're not that. I think there is no further question. The confusions really come down. It's a larger statement, can be applied in a lot of, you know, the transactional and tactical items too. And like with some of us here, you know, I'm really going for the base camp. I like the way Kishore said it. I'm still going with how I can improvise myself. I'm sure there is an ultimate goal. I'm still not there in terms of articulating what that ultimate goal is. I want to make this, uh, these baby steps towards the transformation that I know certainly I want to undertake. So these are very, very practical tips for me. You know, the minute you look at a broader picture, the look at a larger association, I think 
there, there seems to be a clarity that, that emerging in any situation rather than get stuck in those smaller. The second one that I wanted to bring about was another great discussion that we had about Swadharma, Swarupa and Swapava. I, I think I did not really think so much about those words um, and what they meant. I think the conversation, I wouldn't say was conclusive. Um, definitely, we kept going back to it even in our WhatsApp offline conversations about what is this dharma? You know, how do you really de define this? But swarupa, there seems to be a clear articulation. Swadharma to a large extent, and swabhava seems to be something that we need to understand about ourselves based on our vasanas and how our inner personality is and so on. Keeping them in tune, I think, is a big, a big, um, I would say, the progress that we can make. Understanding the difference between the three, tuning them and working on tuning that. And if they are not tuned, really, back to again Kishore's point, you can clearly make out the body gives you signals. You know, there, there, there is the disturbance of our, you know, the state of mind, uh, which the Alpana calls it, you are that Satchitananda. That is your default state. The minute you deviate from it, there are you know, signals that we get. And we are and being more conscious of that. You can actually feel in a transaction where you're getting agitated, where you feel you know, that's not right. There are messages being given pay attention to the messages that we are getting. And they happen because of the differences between these three different states. Um, and getting attuned to them can be a big uh, progress that we can make. Uh, the last one, I also like the way they differentiated between physical, mental, and intellectual. Uh, I think between Sloka 11 to 38, in multiple different ways, he keeps going back to it. You know, how we view a problem from a physical dimension to mental dimension to intellectual. Very simple example that he gave and I kind of extrapolated to many other examples later was very good. Look at a woman, then you look at a mother as a role, and then you actually look at a feminine energy. Um, can actually be, again, uh, seems like a, okay, now this seems trivial when, when explained, but when you apply to a lot of, lot of other, uh, you know, even a diversity related conversations, a kid and a parent relationship, I think it, you start to relate to it a lot much more. You don't look at a kid like a kid anymore. You know, that's a role that the kid is playing, but there's maybe a larger context there, which helps you understand and deal with those very well. So mine are more of low hanging fruits for me as to how they help me improvise as a person, go towards a more uh, equanimous state, like Kishore said. Um, but I know for sure that those are the steps in the right direction. And there is so much more to be learned in the subsequent chapters. That was chapter two for me.